0: Hey, what's going on everyone? I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Um, I know Lindsay and I sure did. We celebrated our seven year anniversary, which is really what the topic of this uh podcast episode is gonna be about, just how we celebrated, um, since it was very Disney influenced, but I'll hope you had an amazing weekend. Um, I know I'm actually releasing this podcast episode a little early. We just had so much fun this week and wanted to be able to share it kind of while it was fresh in my mind. Um, we're also going to Massachusetts on Thursday to visit Lindsay's family for the weekend. Um, so wanted to squeeze it in uh, when it was easiest. So we'll be able to talk about some of the dinings that we got to do. Got to re-ride Tron again for the first time since February. So can't wait to talk about that. Um, and there's some significant uh, parks and entertainment news. So want to be able to to discuss that as well since I... like it's a pretty big deal um so let's get right into it let's actually we'll start backwards this week um since we don't have much entertainment news let's start there um with our entertainment news because really the only piece of entertainment news is pretty large it's as of this week disney plus is going to start removing some content um i still don't fully understand the why um, I know there's just, I believe like residuals and that sort of stuff. Um, they're basically taking off projects or taking off content that hasn't been viewed enough for how much they're spending for it to be on there. Um, some of it's disappointing because some of the projects I really, really enjoyed. Um, so let me, am not going to mention all of them, but I will mention a lot of them. So you're aware Big Shot featuring John Stamos that that really hurt because um, that was one of my favorite Disney Plus original content. Um, Really, really enjoyed Big Shot. Was disappointed that it wasn't renewed for a third season, and now even more disappointing that it's getting um, that it's completely leaving Disney Plus. Uh, Turner and Hooch, The Mysterious Benedict Society, another one I was really disappointed about. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I wasn't the biggest fan of season one, but season two, I really, really enjoyed. Felt like they were finally heading down the right path. Felt like, it felt like the Mighty Ducks. So for them not only to not um, make a third season, but to completely remove it is really disheartening. Willow, Diary of a Future President, Just Beyond, um, Marvel's Project Hero, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which that's interesting because that's a show that released... um, when Disney Plus originally released, uh, Cheaper by the Dozen, the 2022 version, um, Stargirl, Artemis Fowl, um, Better Nate Than Never, Timmy Failure, uh, Earth to Ned, which I actually liked that show. Um, really, and this is probably my most upsetting one is Disney Fairytale Weddings. Um, Lindsay and I always just love, like it was, it's one of those things where you get to, see an extravagant wedding that's fully Disney themed um it has the late great twitch uh may rest in peace on there it's just such an awesome show and just it's really cool to see the big extravagant weddings that are that are done at the Disney parks so it's really really sad to see those gone um really the other big one that I know people are pretty upset about is Harmonious Live um really especially since it was a professional recording of Harmonious, and now we, we no longer have that. That was something that, to me, I thought was one of my favorite things Disney has done on Disney Plus recently. So really upsetting to, to see that go as well. Um, Hulu also has some projects. I don't really follow Hulu, so I, I'm not even sure if any of these are, are a big deal or not. But it is upsetting to see some of these, some of these titles go. I understand not renewing certain projects, but... To see them just completely removed from Disney Plus, um, it's definitely upsetting. So I don't know if those have already began being removed, um, but I do know like throughout the week they will be. So um, definitely, definitely disappointing. Now, before I get into park news, um, I do have one movie review, so I figured we might as well talk about it with our our entertainment news. So I saw Fast X. Um, Basically, it's so hard for me to keep track with these movies because now there's 11 of them. Um, I struggle to like remember, honestly, what happened from movie to movie. Um, so pardon me if I, I don't remember. even, I just know Fast 9, they went to space. Um, but in Fast X, basically, um, a villain named Dante is going after Dom Toretto's entire family. Um after uh Dom partake in the killing of his father, um, and he, he's seeking revenge, and that that's really the story. Um I would say, like I I used to really enjoy the Fast and Furious movies. I know they were ridiculous, I know they weren't the greatest movies, but the last two have just been really bad. Um and and Fast X to me is really bad. I think this might be the worst Fast and Furious film. Some people will enjoy it. Um, I'm not some people, unfortunately. Um, to me, this, it's marketed as this massive event. Um, it, it's really just a setup project. I know a lot of people compare this as like the Fast and Furious version of Avengers Infinity War, which I, I see the comparisons. But I mean, Avengers Infinity War is one of the greatest Marvel movies ever released. Um, this is just a mess. Um, awful rating, a corny villain. Um, I know a lot of people really like Jason Momoa's villain. I'm not a fan personally. Um, so, some of the pros, I do think the concept of everything here was, was good. I think the concept of the story and just the concept of Jason Momoa's villain are very unique. Like, it's outside the box, it's done well. It makes like it. It makes sense and it, it's good. I think it starts off strong with the the scene in Rome where Jason Momoa's villain is looking to basically blow up Rome. Um, so like the concept is there, but the writing just completely ruins Jason Momoa's character. Um, I just think he's a little too corny and cheesy for me. Um, a little bit over the top. It just, it just doesn't come off realistic to me. Um, it, I just thought, I couldn't help but laugh. Um, sometimes in a good way, but more often in a bad way. Just the story in general, like the writing for Dom Toretto's character. And I don't know if it just, I don't think Vin Diesel's a good actor, but it's just so bad. Um, but anyways, the, the idea and the concept of the story and the characters, they were good. Um, and if you like camera cameos, there's a ton of them, um, Quick spoiler alert, just because it literally happens for a split second and very easy to miss it, but, uh, Debbie Ryan plays a two second, uh, cameo in there, just walking through an airport, which we were like, oh, that's, that's Debbie Ryan. Anyways, um, the cons, like I said, poor writing, poor acting, poor overall execution. Um, to me, this movie just is ridiculous to the point where it's barely any fun. Um, did not like Jason Momoa's character and it, you can tell it's trying to be Infinity War, um, but just fails. I think Avengers: Infinity War. A, it's just, and this this tries to be a villain origin story. I don't think it really works because um, I, I personally don't think we care enough about the villain. It just was never built up to this person. Where obviously in Avengers: Infinity War, like you know about Thanos, and then then he's there. Um also just the end is very abrupt um obviously we have a devastating end in avengers infinity war but it's built differently so i i wasn't a fan of this movie i gave it a 4.2 out of 10 save your family some money don't go see it and also the soundtrack was really disappointing normally at least when you go see these fast and furious movies you get a really good soundtrack this soundtrack sucked Um, it just was not good so anyways glad we were able to get the the disappointing entertainment news and movie review, unfortunately, out of the way. So, with park news, let's start over. Actually, at Disneyland, because uh, we have got a few Disneyland updates. Um, first, the reimagining of Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel over to Pixar Place Hotel is expected to be complete this winter. Um, I'm excited to see what what that over that what that looks like. Um, I think it's a no brainer, obviously. Now that Paradise Pier is Pixar Pier. Um, It's a seamless fit, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, And also just to have like a Pixar themed hotel slash resort like in the United States, um, it's good to have. Over at the Disneyland Hotel, with some of the updates uh, over there with Disney Vacation Club, they actually released um, that there's going to be a Steamboat Willie splash pad um, at the Villas portion of the Disneyland Hotel. And let me tell you, like normally I don't really care about the Splash Pad. It's for kids. It's not something that I would go to. The Splash Pad is easily the best I – just based off the pictures, in my opinion, easily the best um, of any resort I've been through. It it looks so good, and it fits the Disneyland Hotel perfectly. Um, So I think people that stay there are going to love it. I almost one day want to go there just to, to go there and experience it. Cause it looks so, so awesome. Um, some slash pads are out of fit. Like I really like the one at the grand Floridian with the mad hatter. I just feel like it, it doesn't like, it feels out of place, even though I do like it. Um, same thing with the one at like Riviera, uh, this one works so well. Um, so I'm really excited that they decided to do it. I think it's, It's a little touch, but it's a touch that I think makes so much sense. Last piece of Disneyland news um, is Fantasmic is paused through at least Labor Day weekend due to the Maleficent Fire. Um, No news on what will happen after that, but we at least know that throughout the summer, Fantasmic will not be returning. Um, So if you're going to Disneyland, just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, Now over at Walt Disney World. So let's start beginning May 16th. And I actually think that date is wrong. Beginning of May 26th, uh, the live action version of Ariel meet at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Whether this will be um, the mermaid version or the mermaid version of the one um, on ground, we'll see. Um, So we'll we'll see what that looks like this week. And I'm kind of excited to see uh, some of the posts and hopefully eventually get to go meet her um, myself, She's going to be meeting over at Walt Disney Presents. Uh, we also found out that the new annual pass holder magnet will feature Figment. Um, so all of those rumors were correct. We are getting another Figment magnet, which um, I guess that makes sense considering that we are going to get a Figment meet and greet in the fall. Um, I just would have liked to see them use a different character, but um, Figment will be the new annual pass holder magnet. Um Coming, coming in next month. Um, found out there's a new seasonal menu over at Hollywood Brown Derby. Um, some of these, some of the new menu items include uh, crab Louie, which is a crispy olive bread citrus blend, fried cappers, and Louie sauce. There's also a shrimp cocktail. Um, there's a new tomato and bur- uh, burrata salad. A new charcuterie board. Uh, escargot, roasted bone marrow, a filet mignon, lamb shank. There's also free range chicken and dumplings, grilled pork, um, seafood chiapona, and some fish. Um, there's going to be a shepherd's pie and the famous Cobb salad is still there. Um, I'm I'm not a fan of Hollywood Brown Derby, so it won't be a place that I plan to go to, but. If it's a place of interest to you, um, brand new menu. I would like to go at some point to try the Cobb salad. Everyone raves about it. I'm not even really the biggest salad person, but I feel like I can uh, uh, like properly review it after trying it. So one day, um, just no real rush for it. Also food updates. Uh, the mac and cheese food truck at Disney Springs will be discontinued in early June um, and replaced with something new what that thing knew to be, uh, remains to be unseen. Um, but if you're looking for mac and cheese and you go over there, um, do not be surprised when you find out it is not there. Uh, next big thing, basically next two things that we got are pretty, um, pretty large updates. The first thing is Disney officially canceled the $1 billion Lake Nona project. If you're unfamiliar, basically what that was supposed to do was, um, they were planning to relocate Imagineers to Florida, um, basically have that whole Imagineering division to uh, to come into Florida. They're going to plan a, a Florida campus in Lake Nona. That is no longer happening. Um, obviously, there's this whole war between Disney and um, Governor DeSantis. I'm not really going to get into this whole thing, um, but it is a pretty big deal. Um, Disney did say they're going to try to, because obviously some cast members were impacted and no longer work for Disney. I do think they're going to try and work with them um, to bring their role back, but um, I guess we will see. Now, as far as guests and updates for them, um, a massive piece of news, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is closing permanently on September 30th. Uh, September 28th to the 30th, I believe those are the dates. Um, yes, I think those are the dates. That will be the final voyage of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, this is massive because to many, this was the most innovative project that Disney had worked on in a long, long time. Um, now, granted, a lot of people felt very differently about this. Uh, the price point was astronomically high depending on how many people stayed in a room uh, I think the cheapest you could get the room for around if you had four I think you needed three adults and one child maybe you were able to fit four adults it came out to I think around like fifteen hundred dollars a person um for two nights and out of one of the days you're going to Disney's Hollywood Studios um it was very very expensive and that turned a lot of people off for me it i would have needed a really drastic uh discount to even consider it to me I, i'm not the biggest star wars fan i've been pretty vocal about that so the galactic star cruiser while it seems extremely innovative and unique never was super appealing to me because it, if it was marvel it'd be different i still don't think i would jump on it but it's something I would consider a little bit more with the discounts. Um, but the price point was just, for me, it was too too much. And for a lot of people, it was. Uh, major diehard Star Wars fans were never able to do this because just the price. Um, so I did think there were opportunities where Disney could have at least tried. I think, obviously, they, they tried discounts. That wasn't working. For me, I think the biggest thing was just the, the timing for the price. I think if this was maybe a three or four night experience for the price that they're charging, I think it's a little bit more understanding. Um, I think a lot of complaints that I saw from um, vloggers that went was just that it's just too short. There's so much going on. You're moving a million miles an hour per minute. Um, you don't really have a chance to relax and you're spending a lot of money. I mean, the the amount of money you spend, you could go on a Disney cruise um, I think the length was definitely a problem. I, mean, I think only only doing a two night because you check in, then you only have one full day. Which you're not actually on the Star Cruiser the full day. You go to Disney's Hollywood Studios for a few hours. Um, you really don't ever have a full day. So I know that was a a big thing that a lot of people um a lot of people discussed. But anyways, it's closing permanently September thirtieth. Who knows what's going to happen with that space? Um, we'll see. But all right, let's go into this past weekend because um, Lindsay and I did a lot. Um, our anniversary week, and we always, I feel like, try to treat it, try to do something nice. Um, we ended up unintentionally doing three Disney dinings. Um, we only had two plans. Uh, one was spur of the moment, so... Start off Thursday night, Uh, Thursday night, me, Lindsay, and Sam, we went to Disney's Hollywood Studios um, at the park and everything. And literally at the end of the night, uh, Sam's getting ready to go home. Me and Lindsay are getting ready to go get a snack and go to Fantasmic. And I'm like, I'm always looking for Disney dining reservations. Um, And me and Lindsay were contemplating, like, what do we want as a dessert? Um, And I was contemplating going to 50s prime time, for the peanut butter and jelly milkshake. Um, and at one point there was only a 10 minute walk up and I'm like, really considering it. And Lindsay's like, let's do it. Um, long story short, I took too long to to move on that. But we were pretty stuck at this point of like, let's sit down and have a dessert. Um, so we ended up going somewhere we have not been to in a long time. Mama Melrose's, um, Ristorante Italiano, uh, to be specific. Um, That is over in the Muppets section. Um, And we decided to do it. We're like, why not? Sam was like, let's do it. We all decided we're going to stay. And instead of doing Fantasmic, instead of leaving, um, we're going to go have Mama Melrose's for dessert. Um, Now, normally, I would not do a review based off of... uh, Lindsay and I ended up doing an appetizer and a dessert. Normally, I would not do a review for that. I just don't think I will ever (laughs) return here if that kind of starts off where my review is going um so i figured one don't while i have a chance to review this restaurant i do so um so Lindsay and i have already eaten here once before for dinner um so i already i knew what to expect to me mama melrose's it's i'm pretty sure it's the same food as tony's town square restaurant um i actually really enjoyed my last experience at tony's so tony's is Much higher on this list than uh, Mama Melrose's is. But I had the chicken parm in the past. Wasn't a fan. Tasted identical to the one at Tony's, which I also wasn't a fan of. Um, Also, Tony's has a a charm to it. It's in Magic Kingdom, uh, right on Main Street. You have some really good views, and it's Lady in the Tram themed. Mama Melrose's just feels like a New York City Italian restaurant. Um, And someone who grew up in New York City, or (laughs) grew up in New York, um that doesn't really excite me at all um so yeah so anyways but we're like why not maybe going here for appetizer dessert maybe that will change things it did not um we were really excited of the random spontaneous decision to go um but a this was not the spot to come and just do an appetizer and dessert the portion sizes were just way too small and i just don't think anything got me excited to ever want to go back um, so Lindsay and I got the fried mozzarella and the cannoli trio, um, very small portions. The service was very like, nah. I know we were just there for appetizers and desserts, but, um, you could tell that just our server wasn't really enthusiastic about us being there. Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer. Uh, the fried mozzarella, it was fine. It, it was good. Um, just the portion size was so small. The marinara sauce that it came with, it was pretty good. Um, but again, just so small. If it was bigger, like, I would get it again. But just the portion size really, um, really got to me. And the cannoli trio, it came with a butterscotch cannoli, a regular cannoli, and I want to say an orange cannoli. Um, and they they were okay. Um, they were small. I, they, I didn't think they were anything unique. I thought they were just okay. Um, so yeah, personally for me, second time at Mama Melrose's, um, would be really surprised if I ever go again. Uh, it's a, it's a fairly affordable restaurant just for me personally. And D- Disney's Hollywood Studios doesn't have the best dinings, but this is one where I would say like, okay, you're better off going to a quick service than going to Mama Melrose's. You're just in the corner of the restaurant um, I know it's Italian, so it, it appeals to a lot of people, but you could get better quality off property or at EBCOT. I would even say Tony's is a better option than here. So I have this ranked as at 89 out of 107. Um, luckily though, Mama Melrose's did not set up for the next two dinings that we did because we had a much different experience, um, so on our actual anniversary night, on Friday night, we went to Flying Fish at Disney's Boardwalk Resort. Um, Flying Fish actually, to this point, was my most anticipated Disney dining that we had yet to do. Heard a lot of really great reviews about it. Um, so we, we had to check it out. Um, Disney or not, my meal at Flying Fish was probably one of the best meals I've ever had. Um, I don't think I'll stop talking about Flying Fish for a long time. It was phenomenal. Like, food quality and food flavor, one of the best on Disney property easily, easily. Like, this place was incredible. It exceeded every expectation that I had for it. Um, So, Flying Fish, it's a very elegant restaurant. Um, The actual ambiance of it, it feels very much like... Like It feels like any other upscale, elegant restaurant. I don't think this had a unique ambiance compared to most Disney restaurants. It just feels upscale and, and elegant, um, which isn't bad. It, it's just the ambiance didn't stand out to me like many other restaurants have. Um, it's got a really pretty chandelier of flying fish in the main dining room. We were sat in like the back left corner, so had a little bit more intimate feel, which for our anniversary um, was nice. But... Let's get into the food. And normally, I I get excited about the ambiance. This one, the ambiance didn't really do anything for me. Um, I guess I'll also get out of the way that the service here also, like, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Um, But it wasn't great either. Server, just really for, like, soda refills, took, like, 10 minutes every time. Um, So that was a little bit of a bummer. But anyways, that's the only knocks I have on this restaurant. Let's start with the food because the food is incredible. Uh, The bread that you start off with, well, nothing special. It's extremely fresh. You get really nice, fresh-whipped bread. Um, It's a good good bread, good to start with. Um, For the entrees, Lindsay had a seafood pearl pasta, which included shrimp, scallops, lobster, clams, and mussels. Um, She said she enjoyed it. Uh, She obviously expanded outside of her normal horizons to try something she wouldn't normally eat. Um, But she said she did enjoy it. She said she liked it. of course, one of us had to get a seafood item at a seafood restaurant. For me, though, um, I got the New York Strip, which I had heard was actually the best steak on property. And they are not lying. Flying Fish's New York Strip steak um, is the best steak on property. And I don't even think it's close. Like, this steak was perfectly charcoaled, um, tons of flavor. Like, oh my goodness. This. The last, I think, Disney steak I've had now was at STK for my birthday, um, which, in my opinion, lacked flavor. This, complete opposite. So much flavor. It was so filling, 12 ounces. The potatoes it came with were great. I didn't like the cauliflower, so I gave it to Lindsay, um, but I'm not a cauliflower person to begin with. This steak was so, so good. Um, I, it truly is, in my opinion, the best steak on Disney property Um, I had heard it, the Lost Bros, I think, did a review mentioning that it was their favorite steak on Disney property, um, and I couldn't agree more. I, I truly think it's the best steak on Disney property. Um, so that alone sold me on this restaurant. I'm like, this is easily top 15 restaurant. Um, then we got dessert, which dessert I was very excited for. Um, Lindsay got a light fruity dish called the Florida Sunset. Um, it was very lemony. I'm not a lemon person, so, uh, it wasn't anything that I was interested in, but she said she enjoyed it. Um, I had the cocoa breach, which basically was a chocolate mousse with like the chocolate crumbles from like the middle of a Carvel cake with chocolate ganache on the top. This was the best dessert on Disney property. Um, and I think there's a decent sized gap. So if I had to say the best desserts on Disney property, this to me is number one, um, with like I said, a pretty decent gap. Um, I would also say the obviously the bread pudding at Ohana is in that number two area. Um, there's also one more that, oh, the um, when the clock strikes 12 at Cinderella's Royal Table is also in that two range. Um, I just thought though the Cocoa Breach was fantastic. It was so, so good. If you were a chocolate lover, You are going to love this dessert. I would truly go sit at the bar just to eat this again because it was that good. Um, Obviously, I would love to go back. It's a pricier restaurant. Um, I would love to go back to enjoy both dishes again, but the dessert was incredible. Um, So I definitely will hope to return just to at least um, some point in the near future to just return and have that dessert again. But the food was phenomenal here. Like I said, Just in terms of quality, there's very few restaurants that I can compare to. Um, Even restaurants that I have ranked higher, the food quality here is better. Um, It just, there's magic in those other restaurants that are ahead of it, which is why I can't put it ahead. Um, So if you're looking for a fancy restaurant, you're looking to splurge a little bit, do go to Flying Fish. You will not regret it. Um, I have this as seven out of 108. It is that high for me. Um, it, it, this place is incredible. Now I'll quickly just tell you my one through six, um, just off the top of my head. And then I'll, I'll briefly explain why I can't put it above those. Um, one is Ohana, two is La Hacienda de San Angel. Um, I believe three is Goofy's Kitchen. I know Hoopty Do Review is also in there. Sub, not Sebastian's Bistro, Cinderella's Royal Table is also in there. Um, and there's one more in there that I'm blanking out on that I can't think of that's in there. It's gonna drive me crazy. But I, no, it's not fifties prime time. Fifties prime time is now lower than this. Um but anyways, it for a lot of those restaurants that I have above um that I have above flying fish, it's just the magic, the Disney touch to those restaurants that I can't go ahead and um and put this above though, but food wise, like the quality of food here is obviously better than Hoopty Doo Review. Um, I would say the food quality is better than La Hacienda de San Angel. Um, it's just those restaurants have the magic. They have fireworks. They have a true Disney feel. You don't really feel like you're on Disney property at Flying Fish and that's okay. Um, it is a phenomenal meal. It is so, so good. Um, um, ambiance yeah, is just doesn't compare to other restaurants, but the food is absolutely worth it. Um, like I said, if you're looking to splurge, go to flying fish. You will not regret it. It was so good. Um, then after we went, and this was, I think our, both of our first times to the abracadabra bar right next door, um, to get some drinks, Lindsay got the, uh, magic mirror. I don't know how to really describe it. It was like a, I think it was a, I don't know. I don't know what the Magic Mirror was. I had the Seashore Suite, which was like a Sprite with a cotton, Sprite vodka and a cotton candy syrup. It was pretty good. Um, my only thing with Abracadabra bar is it's too small, so there's not really much space for people to sit. Um, so that was a little bit bummer for me. However, for the price of the drinks, it's like $15, $16, which is expensive. But you're getting like a so- like a Disney soda cup full of a drink. Um, so the portion sizes are really generous there, which I was happy about. So it was a good spot to get drinks. I really enjoyed the Seashore Suite. Um, Lindsay didn't care about it as much cause it's, it was really sweet. But if you're someone who you want to try something sweet, you'll really, really enjoy that drink. Um, so that's what we did then. That was our, our anniversary night. Then Sunday, um, we went to Magic Kingdom Park. Um, we were going for Crystal Palace And before I get into my Crystal Palace review, um, we did Tron again, and we knew, we were like, we're going in the morning, let's go do Tron again, um, first time since the cast member preview, um, so we, we got to do Tron through the lightning lane, which was really nice, um, and the Tron lightning lane's actually really cool, because they have their own pre-show and in-building queue, um, so you really don't start to merge with everyone until like the last final room. But um, I love that pre-show. I think it's a great pre-show. Um, and overall, I'll say this. My second time, like I definitely enjoyed it a lot more. Um, the first time we rode, I think we were in the second row. This time we were in the last row. We were still in the bikes. Um, I really enjoyed being in the last row because you have a lot more, you have, A, it's the back is always the fastest row. Um, you also can... I felt like we had more space to, like, see everything. Felt like we also weren't so concerned about fitting in the ride vehicle so we are more comfortable. We were able to view everything. So it, it. I felt like it was really nice. Um, I'm not saying that this all of a sudden made me feel like this is this iconic ride because it's not. But I do think Tron's a good addition to Magic Kingdom. Um, It's definitely one of the more thrilling rides. It's definitely the most thrilling ride at Magic Kingdom Park, which for the park that's the most visited theme park, I think, in the world, or at least one of them, it's nice to have a thrilling attraction there. Now, it's still very short, and that's really the disappointing part of it, um, but I still enjoy it. The launch is great. The launch at night is obviously better. Um, I stick with that. The inside of the building... I think the first part of the inside of the building is a little bland. Like, it doesn't feel like there's anything really going along with it. Then towards the end when you're, like, racing another one of the Tron vehicles is pretty cool. Um, I actually think I might like it more than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Because they're both short attractions, but I'm a thrill seeker. So I do like that with Tron you get that thrill. Um, Mine Train is great, too. Like, I, I do really enjoy Mine Train. It's short but I think it serves a purpose. Um, it is that family-friendly coaster that I think is needed. Here is a, a Thrill Seeker coaster, which I think was needed. Um, so I know some people were disappointed, and that's completely fair. Um, however, I think in the grand scheme of Magic Kingdom Park, I think it fits really well. You're going to have people who have their favorite attractions, um, and I think what this does is it gives Thrill Seekers attraction where they can get their their thrill on. Um I think now if you think about it every park I think has w- at least one attraction that is like a legitimate thrilling ride. Um <clears throat> over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Expedition Everest is 100% a thrilling roller coaster. That drop, even though it's not the biggest drop, it you could still feel it. <laughs> um if you go over to Disney's Hollywood Studios, obviously have both Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, at Epcot, you have Test Track. And for a lot of people, and I think it's a thrilling ride. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind. Magic Kingdom now has Tron. Tron Light Cycle Run. Um, so I do think it fits really well. How you feel about it, totally understand if it might be disappointing. It might not be your favorite attraction. Um, it's a new ride, so I get it. Everyone wants it to be the latest and greatest. Um, but like I said, for its purpose, makes a ton of sense. But let's start and let's talk about our last uh, our last dining of the weekend. Um, so we went to Crystal Palace. And there's no other way we want to finish our anniversary weekend than with churro waffles. Um, and I will talk about those in a moment. Um, this is actually our first character dining. Like, that was normal since COVID. Um, so we were... We were ready. I mean, we're not like the biggest character dining people. I probably enjoy it more than Lindsay does, um, but we had a blast. So we've already been to Crystal Palace twice before this. We went to, we did breakfast, I think during our Disney college program and I loved it. I thought Crystal Palace was awesome. Um, then we did it at some point, I think in 2021, and we had a really disappointing experience. This was, um, by the way, Crystal Palace is almost, was always a buffet. Obviously due to COVID-19, they had to change things up and they did like a, uh, like a three course meal and you could tell it suffered. Um, the food, like the taste of the food was solid, but everything just came out lightning fast. I mean, I think we were at Crystal Palace for like 30 to 40 minutes, um, when we went, which that is way too, for me, you always have to be at least, you should also always be at least an hour in a restaurant. Um, if you were moving too quick, like I get it, if you're in a rush, but like I remember, we were eating our appetizers and dinner came, um, which that that's okay. Then as we were eating dinner, our desserts came, and I'm like, this is moving way too fast for us. Um, we were really disappointed, so it had a pretty drastic drop before this time. Crystal Palace was at 55 out of 108 for me. Um, it it took a pretty big dip after our our second time going. So I was excited to see, will this redeem itself? Will it stay, you know, at that 55 range? Um, I will say Crystal Palace did redeem itself and it was just as good as I remember it to be during our Disney College program. Um, It is still that vibrant dining featuring Winnie the Pooh, Eeyore, Tigger, and Piglet. Um, It has plenty of unique food offerings. I think this is actually, in my opinion, this is one of the more unique um, breakfast options on Disney property. Um, if you like sweet foods, there's so many sweet options here. Obviously the churro waffles, um, there was a blackberry coffee cake. There was a cinnamon roll. Um, there's plenty of options to fit the sweet tooth and also plenty of savory options. Um, I love that the, like the actual dining room is just so, I think it's a beautiful dining room. It's filled with greenery and decor. Um, it really fits poo in characters. It's a very, very pretty restaurant. Um, I mentioned we came for the churro waffles. Unfortunately, we both left disappointed with the churro waffles. Um, they just were not cinnamon, enough. Um, they were very doughy. They were just, we just felt gross eating them. Like they were just way too filling. um, I couldn't get through one of them on my own. I, I tried taking different bites, but was not really a fan. Um, it, it was it was fine, but I was really looking forward to it, and uh, they disappointed. But I think this goes to show you just how good everything else was because we were still – we really enjoyed our breakfast. The rest of the buffet absolutely made up for it. Um, my favorite dishes were the chicken tenders. I know this sounds so basic, but these chicken tenders, I raved – when I talked on my Disney Cruise Line episode about how great the chicken tenders are on the D- on Disney Cruise Line, these almost taste like those ones, but a little less crispy. They were great. Um, the pecan croissant was really good. The cheesy potato casserole was really good. Um, everything that I had was just really good. We got lucky because... Our reservation was close enough to lunch. We had to tr- we got to try some lunch items. So I think we got like a ch- Cajun chicken pasta that was pretty good. A beef quesadilla that was really good. Um, I think it was a honey lemon pepper chicken was also there. There was some type of chicken that was also really good. So the food items they were good. Um, they were they were really impressive. I was I was impressed with how good the food was. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed the food there both of us really did um so and the characters were good obviously we we got to see the character interactions with the kids and they were great all four characters were wonderful um, so if you're looking for a park character dining for breakfast go with crystal palace in my opinion it's the best breakfast dining in a park at walt disney world resort um, the food's great the characters are great the dining room is great you have beautiful views of cinderella's castle um, they did not rush us at all. Our service, our server was fantastic. Um, we had a really, really great experience. So I ranked it at 23 out of 108. I really enjoyed this. It, this feels so Disney. Um, obviously we went to Flying Fish, which doesn't have much of a Disney feel. Um, Mama Melrose's sort of does, but not really. Um, so to me, this, this, this gave us hour like disney disney feel for the uh for the weekend and it was it was fantastic we really really enjoyed it um it also made me think because when we got home i put on the 2011 winnie the pooh um movie and i totally forget um that i like grew up on it so that was cool but it does make me question like why does winnie the pooh within less than 10 years have two movies and we have not received a movie, including Mickey and Company, in the last however long. Um, it just made me question, I'm like, is Winnie the Pooh that popular? You know, we got the Winnie the Pooh, the 2011 version, um, the Christopher Robin in 2018, which I, I actually really enjoyed that one. Um, and I was just thinking about, like, a Mickey movie, because uh, if you're familiar with Soups, a very big mi- uh, movie vlogger, blogger reviewer, whatever, uh, was talking about a a Mickey movie idea that was had, so just had me thinking. But anyways, this past weekend was great. Uh, Sunday, we got to have a Winnie the Pooh-themed uh, day. Next Sunday, after we come back from Massachusetts, we're going to have a Little Mermaid-themed day um, with Sebastian's Bistro, going to see the new live-action The Little Mermaid. I just watched uh, the original again just to get myself ready for this weekend, so... Really excited for that. Excited to spend some time in Massachusetts, but also was excited, happy to share uh, our incredible weekend that we got to celebrate for our anniversary. So um, so yeah, that's the episode. Um, Hope you all have a great week. Please go see the Little Mermaid. Go support this weekend. Really excited to see uh, Halle Bailey as Ariel. And anyways, talk to you guys next week.